all about connections. And as you grow mm. as a DJ, you have to understand that, you know, your your name and your brand will get you places more than you just saying, oh, I'm a good DJ. Like other people have to vouch for you in order you in order for you to get on. I mean, you can vouch for, for yourself, but even right now as a DJ, and even back then, people got to say, yo, I fuck with Shay. Give, get her on or, or let her open and you'll see. Like, so even now I deal with that now because a lot of my DJ homies, they have to tell other people like, yo, Shay's nice. Like go to her page, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Check out her blends. She'll send you a mix and they fuck with you. So you're, you're networking pretty much to get on, you know? So. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast, where we go out and find some of the dopest DJs out there creating vibes everywhere they go. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest this week. She's Baltimore's own. She's also the DJ blend goddess. She goes, my name is DJ Shay. What up, what up, what's going good? on? <laughs> How's everything going? How you feeling? Good, chilling. Can't complain. Cannot complain. I'm ready for the new year, new opportunities. So I'm ready. I'm here. Absolutely. I hear that. That's what I like to hear. So break it down for me. Made in Baltimore. Talk to me about the early upbringing. I mean, what was some of the music coming out the crib? I mean, talk to me. Oh, wow. Like, I've been influenced by pretty much all everyone I've ever met in my life, pretty much. So I grew up in church. So obviously, you know, going to church, listening to gospel music on the way home from school and on the way to church or whatever. And then my stepfather, he was, he's really big in like seventies and like 60s, 70s, 80s music. So like groups like Sly and the Family Stone, Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, listening to that on the way to school, it's, it gives me a different outlook on like music. Um, I had my childhood best friend he actually lived like two blocks down from me. He introduced me to classic rock music and heavy metal. Nice. So, yeah, it's like, so, so many different influences. And um, I also grew up going to like performing arts schools. So I went to performing arts schools, middle school and high school. And then I was in band in fifth grade. So I knew like at an early age, because especially whenever I would go to church, I would hear like the organ and the drums oh. and I would come home and I would be like, oh my gosh, I want to play this. I want to play this. So I remember my mom buying me like, we went through probably like five drum sets. Wow. Five drum sets. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yes. But I'm literally like teaching myself how to like play stuff and like how like to read music and stuff like that. Um, so then middle school, you know, then you learn how to actually read music and understand notes and keys and stuff like that. High school, the same thing. Um, and yeah, like music influences, I, I, I pretty much pick it up every day. Like I'd never want to be a one trick pony and say, oh, I only listen to this type of music. Cause like there's right. so many, so many genres out here that you would never think that you would like. Like I would never have thought I like country music, but some days right. I wake up, I'm like <laughs> blasting Garth Brooks in here. Like they are some of the great writers, like seriously, like country listen. music, the, the writing, the lyrical ability, like if you listen and you, you know, you, you in touch in tune with yourself, you're like, Man, that's a real yes. story. I can feel that. You know what I mean? Yes. That's dope. Yes. I like, that's dope. So, like, I mean, I always tell people all the time because, I mean, I do a lot of different events. So a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to just play this type of music. Like, no. Like, I love all music. Like, I'm an open format DJ. So meaning you play pretty much everything. I mean, there's thousands of genres of music. Don't get me wrong. But, like, right. the main ones that everybody knows, pop, top 40, what uh classic rock edm uh, yeah, yep. hip-hop trap arm goes on so yeah like reggaeton, I mean, <laughs> reggaeton right afro beats and afro beats have like pretty much grew within the past like three years like i yeah. mean if you don't fuck with afro beats then like you're weird to me <laughs> like, <laughs> right right like what, where are you from like seriously like, right, right. <laughs> nah, that's right. Dope. man speaking of communities all right you said something that was like really dope and Man, it, it brings me back to my childhood. So I grew up loving all types of music, getting made fun of like, oh, you listen to that, you like that. That's corny, like black people don't like that. So what was your experience like growing up, listening to classic rock? I mean, were you introducing some of this music to your friends, telling them like, yo, yo, check this out, I, I like this. And how was their response to it? 
You know, I grew up very, as you could probably sound, because I don't have the the strict the strictly like Baltimore accent. I am born and raised in Baltimore. So, but I, I sound very proper. Right. So, I mean, in my communities as a kid, you know, it was an older community, but there, it was mixed. It was very mixed, you know, black kids, white kids, whatever. Um, so whenever I would get around my white friends, they would be like, Oh, you don't listen to rap. Like, you don't, you don't Mm -hmm. listen to rap. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But anytime I get around my black friends, they're like, well, what is this? Like, what is this? So I kind of like kept it on the low, like, wow. ah. but in the meantime, I'm on LimeWire, like downloading Fallout Boy and like all these other <laughs> right. rock bands and stuff like Nirvana that. Like, and Green Day and Meta- Metallica. Yeah, very, Metallica is like, very dope. Metallica, Rush, like, so I mean, I wouldn't say I received any judgment for it, you know, but I think the person that was actually really surprised was my mom because she was like, Shania, like, what, what are you listening to? why are you listening to this? Like, what is this? Who introduced you to this? Like, so she was really surprised. Not like judging it, but the fact that she wouldn't have thought that I liked that type of music. So, I mean, it just, it just went from there. Like, I mean, I don't, I think now more kids are open to listening to other genres. Cause like I said, you can, you can go to school events and play Afrobeats. They're requesting Afrobeats right. and requesting dance hall and reggaeton and, you know, all these different genres. So. I would say back then, you know, early 2000s, like, people would clown you. They would. That's fact. Would. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, it was either hip-hop or pop, pretty yeah. much, or R&B. That's it. That's facts. That's facts. So you got a musical background. I mean, awesome. And you started early. I mean, when did you realize, like, yo, DJing can really be a thing for me? Like, this is something I can do. <sighs> wow. So... After, okay, so 2014, I graduated from high school. So when I went to college, or before I went to college, I sold my drum set. Um, And so when I came back home from my freshman year of college, I went to a school in Delaware. It was a small college. Um, Not DSU, but it was down the street from DSU. It was called Wesley College. And um, they, there's a DJ, and I've never told this story. So, oh, we're an exclusive right here. We create the yes. podcast. Come on, Shay. Only, only the real, no, only my very close circle knows the story. So you may know this DJ. DJ Blair is probably the, the one DJ that influenced me to DJ. He would DJ all the parties. Now, during the 2014, 2015 time. DJ Brand? DJ Blair. Brand, too. Blair. I fuck with Brand, too. Okay, okay, okay. Those, those. So Blair, okay. Brand, all of them, like pretty much from Philly um diamond cuts like yeah i'm hip she's nasty i'm hip i'm hip so blair would dj all the parties i mean during the 2014 2015 years you just had to be there like his mixes is crazy anytime i would go to a party he would be djing and like it's almost like you just knew the party was going to be lit because he was djing so i would say he inspired me the most to start djing because i'm like damn like He's really tough. Like I would be listening. I would listen to his to his mixes probably like once or twice a week, or mm. anytime he drop a new mix. So after, so 2015 May of 2015, I came home from college, and I brought my own equipment and just taught myself. I was on YouTube, literally hours, spending hours. Like how do they do that? Downloading music, like mm. you know, yep. hours downloading music. So. Yeah, and it's just been up ever since. So it'll be eight years in May. Very dope, man. Very dope. Yeah. What was your biggest challenge starting out as a DJ? Wow. Getting booked. <laughs> Getting booked. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Getting booked. Like, I mean, yeah, pretty much because it's all about connections. And as you grow mm. as a DJ, you have to understand that, you know, your your name and your brand will get you places more than you just saying, oh, I'm a good DJ. Like other people have to vouch for you in order you in order for you to get on. I mean, you can vouch for, for yourself, but even right now as a DJ, and even back then, people got to say, yo, I fuck with Shay. Give, get her on or, or let her open and you'll see. Like, so even now I deal with that now because a lot of my DJ homies, they have to tell other people like, yo, Shay's nice. Like go to her page, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Check out her blends. She'll send you a mix and they fuck with you. So you're, you're networking pretty much to get on, you know? So 
No, that's that's so true. Now take me down memory lane. First gig. How was that experience? First gig. Oh wow, this was awful. It was awful, Reese. <laughs> I think everybody has an awful first. It gig. was. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> My first gig, it was one of my mom's uh, old classmates' daughter's birthday. I know that was kind of like a tongue twister. <laughs> so I think it was probably maybe maybe 2015 or 2016. And I only charged them, I think it was 130 okay. for four hours. <laughs> okay. Ooh, that's bad for me. I did eight hours, 150. I, I, was, I wasn't thinking. For my frat brother, too, he played me. Like, I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> Gassing me up and <laughs> uh, no, we all we've been there. We all been there. <laughs> nah, but one thirty four hours. It was terrible. Like, well, first of all, she was turning thirty. You know, most of the people in there were older people. It was kind of a mixed crowd too. So I was trying to cater to the crowd and play newer music. You know, play the wobble because that was everybody's yeah. thing. You play the wobble and shit like that, like. <laughs> it was awful it, it was awful and um it was kind of one of those things where what people still do today well i'm gonna get a cheaper dj i was a cheaper right. dj at the time. <laughs> so, so yeah it was a it was a zero out of ten. First gig zero out of ten <laughs> hey we all got we all gotta start somewhere and i, will, I always say like yo you start off the way you start off is, is not gonna be the way you end off so nope you know? nope never but this 150 for eight hours. Yo, I, yo, I'm in a fraternity called a business fraternity called Alpha Kappa Psi. Yo, this is, I, I played back in uh, 2008. Yo, my older frat brother, like alumni, like really had me. Yo, you can come do this big party for me. It's going to be mad people. You won't be able to give out all these cards. Man, ain't nobody even take none of my cards. I was there for eight hours. I think I had like back spasms, everything, just standing up first day. <laughs> yo, sweat drenched. It was like July. Nah, man. Like, was I got, it outside? Outside. I got played. I ain't had no tent, nothing. Like, yo, no common sense. I ain't know how. To, it's 2008. I knew nothing. Like, and I was looking stuff up on uh, YouTube. It wasn't too much. Like, I had a friend that worked. So I worked at Z100 at the time. I had a friend. So I was texting, like, I think my, um one of my decks was, like, playing backwards. I didn't realize the RCAs were in the wrong spot, the red and whites. So I, I was just... I didn't know what the hell I was doing, to be honest. Right. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> like, Just there to get on. Just there to get on. I needed a shot. Like, eight hours, 150. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Yeah, he definitely got me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got me. I hope you, do you ever see him, like, bring up that story? Like, yo, like. No, you know, <laughs> I haven't seen him since. But, you know, I, I see him on IG. I, yeah, and one of these days, though, I'm, I'm going to pop up on him. I'm going to the rest of my money. <laughs> I'm going to pop up on yeah. him. Eight hours for one fifty. You know you was wrong. You know you. <laughs> but yo, people know how to get you when when you starting off. You just trying to get your feet wet, and you you want the experience. You want people to see you. Like I, I was doing like even like bars five hours a hundred. Like not even I was in North Jersey City. Like it's expensive as hell out there. Right. Can't live off of that. <laughs> like it's interesting. You even mentioned a bar scene because somebody had made a post that. That 150, let's say, I mean, and I don't have no shame in saying, like, I've DJ bar gigs 150 for four hours, like, whatever. But that that number has not changed. It probably will never change until us as DJs take a stand. Like, yo, we need more money. Because they, I guarantee you, the bartender's making money, the security making their flat rate, people buying drinks. You got people that saying, yo, Reese, I'm going to come fuck with you. You bringing all these people in. Right. They getting money at the, they charging a the cover to get in. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it, so, it's a dirty game. Yeah, <laughs> yo, a dirty game. And now you're right. Like DJs really have to uh, band together. If they don't band together, like yo, we're not accepting this bullshit ass pay. It's gonna keep happening because some of these some DJs they have this mentality like oh, I don't care one I need something or I just I just want to be heard or some people. 150 is good enough, which I think is crazy. I feel like you're not thinking correctly. Like, right. especially if you do mobile, like if you do mobile besides bar, you'll realize like, yo, you can get 2,500 to do a wedding. You, right. Like you can really get some bread, like even right. marathons and walks. Like I've got 1,500 yeah. for a couple hours. Like you gotta, you gotta sell yourself and think. And then, yeah, you bringing all these people. Come on. 
how everybody else getting more money than you for the night and you doing all the work that makes no sense whatsoever no sense at all and truthfully because i even told myself last year because i i had raised my prices again last year and i had a client as you should um text me like oh wow like i texted her a quote just you know off the rip and she was like oh wow you increased your prices i just booked you last year for this price i'm like well right like come on inflation <laughs> not even that i do this logic like i never said this to a client i always want to say this like would you stay at your same job for how many years and make this like that doesn't even make sense like make it make sense like you talking nonsense right now like i think it's crazy for someone to even what you went up 25 50 so the so the so the fuck what do you, right. do you talk to the gas station when they go up like yo you y'all went up a couple cents like come on right like, yeah i even with the eggs y'all gonna complain about the egg right. price you <laughs> still gotta buy eggs absolutely complain about the gas price but you still gotta pump gas so what you going what we doing right. you want to complain about the dj prices but the baby shower not gonna have a dj the prom not gonna have a DJ. <laughs> the wedding not gonna have a DJ. Then what? <laughs> right. No, nah, absolutely. It, it man, it's crazy. And like you said, like yo, we we got all be a collective and be like, yo, we're not accepting that anymore. Like my price is my price. Check the reviews. I I look at it like this. I don't I don't do the whole price cutting and whatever. Like either you gonna book me or not. But right. Yo, if somebody got over a hundred reviews, like and they five star, like come on. Like, right. what are we talking about here? So how do you feel about DJing for your family events? Because recently I have decided mm -hmm. that I really wasn't going to do any family events anymore because family events to me is like sticky. Like, because I feel like because I've been DJing eight years now, <clears throat> I like to think, I like to look at things like what value am I going to get out of DJing that event? Mm. Like who's going to be at the family event? Mm. Who's gonna be there? No, you you said something that's key. <laughs> you said like, yo, what you... value am I getting out of that? That's not even just for family events, but like for any events that you do. Yeah. That's the outlook that I have, even private events. What yeah. value do I have being at your event? That's true. Now, granted, we may accept a gig that may be lower pay, but the value of who's gonna be there. So if I if I accept to get that two hundred dollars less than my rate, it's probably because there's I see value in it. Somebody's yeah. going to be there. That's important, or other important people's going to be there. So yeah, I'll do it for that rate because I see value. Yo, yo, you on yo you <laughs> you got yo you got to get you a podcast. Now nah, you you said something that a lot of people don't realize. Like yo, you got to see value in events you DJing because you DJing a one year old birthday party. And it's like, because I'm not gonna lie, I've done a lot of them in the past, but I told myself like, yo, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, there's right. nothing, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing exciting about one year old birthday party. There's nothing that uh, a potential client will see from a video. Be like, oh, I need to, I need to book him because he DJ this one year old birthday party. So now nah, you're right. Like, you shouldn't be DJing events that you don't see value in because you're wasting your time. And everything is not a money grab. Like, that's how we gotta start thinking. Like, it's not always about like. Yo, I'm gonna get paid for this. If this event is not valuable, why waste your time? If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now and you wanna learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes, well, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. You know, I, I made it a decision like, yo, I'm not gonna, I only, I'm just very selective now at oh. what events I do. Like it has to be worth, worth my time. And you said it like with, with the whole value thing, but my time means everything to me. So it's not even about the money for me, DJ. And that's how you know, because newer DJs now, you know, everybody's so excited to get put on. But when you still constantly do gigs and stuff like that, you're going to see for yourself. Shit don't even be worth your time. Right. Or the money. <laughs> right. Right. No, the money. Why would I choose to be at this event when I could be at this other event making less? But again, the value has to be there. Right. Like, so I'm very selective when it comes to certain events now because it's like, and it's, and I'm not gonna lie, it's sometimes it's hard for me to say no because it's like, I don't know, it's so and so, and I don't wanna be mean, but shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit. It's okay. It's okay to make tough decisions, but that's how you grow in your business because you have to make tough decisions. Even at, even if you, if you treat your, you're you DJing full time. That's your business. You gotta treat it like a business. Sometimes you can't accept everything. Sometimes you gotta make cuts. Like that's true, yo. 
Yo, yeah. so true. And like, yeah, I feel like the older you get too, you be like, yo, I don't feel like doing that shit. Like, I'm 36, so like, I'm not gonna lie. When I was 20, yo, like I started DJing when I was 20. I didn't care. I was, I was taking everything. Like, yo, I thought it looked good to DJ six times a week. Yo, like I really thought it did look good. But like now I gotten older, yo, if it's not even like, because sometimes I look at like, I used to do. DJ twice a day, and sometimes I'll be like, yo, is it like this travel plus the hours? I'm having a 14 hour day. Is this shit really worth it? Like for me to wake up the next day, my whole back sore, and, and a lot of times it wasn't worth it. Like, I like I kill it DJing for any crowd, but like DJing for little kids, I really don't see the value at this point. Like, I do a lot of corporate stuff. So it's like, right. I just, unless it's like a walk or maybe like, a disability for kids or something, something like that. I would do right. a five-year-old birthday party. Nah, like nah. I even said I even told, somebody, somebody hit me up like, oh yeah, Shay, I need you to DJ my sweet sixteen. No, sorry, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for that. I'm done. Like I did sweet sixteen a couple months ago in North Jersey, and yo, I was killing it, but I wasn't. I wasn't like feeling this. Sh- I couldn't. I couldn't feel it. And those are the worst type of gigs. Like. I'm I'm like fake dancing. Get, I'm like, damn, I really don't care for what I'm not, playing. That's just hard. <laughs> it's it's, it's hard. not worth your time, not worth the energy. Now, the only things, maybe like proms or homecomings, but I even cut back on those because, again, not worth my time, yeah. not worth my energy. Like, yeah. and, and how I even do that, like, I send the schools like, hey, a Google link. Send me a song request list because I don't want no kids coming up to the table like, nah. Right. Like, or so this, I'm sticking to like, come on, man, what's wrong with you, yo? Like, like bad money. Play bad have, money. Some, have some etiquette, like, like have some song request etiquette. Don't stick yes. this in my face, cause I'm gonna <laughs> act like I don't even. I'm acting like I'm blind on some Stevie Wonder shit. I don't see right. You. Like, don't do that shit to me. I hate it, yo. I don't like it. Like, like and yeah. <laughs> I, I was in DC. Um, I DJ for Insomnia Cookies like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and I I got one of my DJ homies to DJ like. Uh, I think it was like the Shaw location, and yo, it was yo. They shut his event down. Talking about the music was too loud. They, yeah, they shut. Forty five minutes into it, they shut him down. Then they try to come to mind like, yo, I, you you playing way too loud. I'm like, yo, this this shit lowest. I'm inside the store. Decibels low as hell. Like, what are you, you talking about? Like, get out of right. my face. They're like, yo, can you play this song? Can you play this song? Right. <laughs> nope. That's crazy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. No, that's another thing. Request etiquette. Now I know. Shout out to my homie DJ No Request. He's outside of. He's in DC too. This nigga says no, no requests at all. Like, he, oh, yeah. no <laughs> that is his DJ name. And he lives by that. I think I know no you. You have an app or something? Huh? Does he have an app or something? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's somebody that has. Their their tag is like no request or whatever, but their DJ. I think I know you. Is there like IG in black or whatever? It says no. Is DJ? If you can pull it up, is DJ? I think it's it's no request to DJ. That's his um at name. Okay, maybe all right. Maybe that's all right. I, I'm following somebody that says like no song request or whatever, but they dead ass with it too. Like yeah, all they post like nope, don't come up with me asking this not, and I get it because yo know, sometimes like especially when I was DJing early. Yo, that shit used to throw me off, especially <laughs> when mad people kept coming to me, and I'm just like, and then you feel like you obligated to play it at right. this recent time and moment when you're really not. Because some right. songs will fuck up your whole flow. Will fuck like when I DJ for Carnival Cruise Line. I remember this one guy asked me for this stupid ass. It was a country song that was not even danceable in 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 the club on the cruise size. Lately. Right. Gave me ten dollars to play it. I was just I was listening. I was like, nah. I don't right. play this shit. Like my whole floor going to leave. I'm like, he paid me though. Played it. Everybody. He was the only one on the dance floor. They looked around. He walked off too. So then I had no switch. That's how it be. The bomb killers, see, man. You let people embarrass themselves. So I'm going to play your song. I'm going to let you get embarrassed. I don't give a fuck. You pay me. I'm only going to play half the song too. And then push it over to something. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yo, but talk to me about this date, man. It's Sunday, June 26, 2022. <laughs> talk to me about man, that. Man, congratulations, too. 
Yo, thank you so much. I'm even I'm even surprised you know you knew the date. I had to man, we gotta do the research, man. We gotta do the research. We got we got great wow. guests up here. You gotta do some research. Yeah. So Baltimore Blend Battle Six. Hmm. Wow. I was actually the runner up. Shout out to DJ Ecstasy. We were the two. We we're the top two. So Ecstasy, she came in first. I came in second. If I can find the footage, I'm gonna send you the footage. Um, it was on Twitch Holy for a minute, but um, yeah, it was a Baltimore Blend Battle. That was my first blend battle ever i've i've i did before then like probably like two or three dj battles but a blend battle is different let me just say that blends in a party are different than than battle blends mm, like, break it down so a party blend i'm trying to think let me see uh i'm trying to think of an example miley cyrus everybody's done this i think somebody just went viral again for doing this dumbass blend and a Jay Z song was on, and a Jay Z song, and then, and then bringing in um, "Give It to Me" by Jay Z or yeah. any Jay Z song. <laughs> so that's, yep. that's a party blend, right? So a battle blend has to be different, has to be sonically the same, but different. I think one blend that I did was "Suave Mente" mm. with Jay Z's um, uh, "Big Pimpin'." Okay, see so that is matching up. Okay, I see that. Yeah, so okay. I'm gonna send it to you, and it sounds okay. fucking crazy. It sounds mm -hmm. crazy. Like, so I would highly recommend any DJs that see this, like, look at some of the battle blend cultures. But that whole experience was like so eye opening to me because, mind you, nobody really knew me. It's crazy from that day. Now, people know me in the city, but no, at that day and time, nobody really knew me. Nobody knew that I was gonna come with. That type of heat, that type of we even getting the top two, even fucking top five. I was like, oh my god, like this is crazy. Yo, that's a big deal, yeah. <laughs> like that's a big deal. Know, it's it's one thing to perform in front of you know people that you don't know, like regular events, like corporate weddings, whatever. But when you are in front of your peers and DJ in Baltimore's cutthroat, right? These will tell you you suck, like. <laughs> they they will tell you you're terrible, but like when you get up on that stage and you have to present, oh, this is what I've been working on, like a paper, like a a PowerPoint presentation. You have to present and it's judged. Like this is for a bag, this is for money, but also the experience because I think it it really wasn't about the cash prize. It was more about the respect because I left with a lot of respect in that. Like a lot of people were like, wow, like Shay is like that, like. And I tell people all the time, I'm the type of DJ that I don't do a lot of talking. I'm my ego isn't up here, and you're like, I'm the best. I'm the best. I just let the music, my music, my talent, my skills talk for itself. So coming in second in that blend battle, which is very close to shout out again, shout out to my girl DJ Ecstasy. She's OG. It was it it was a very great experience. There's also Baltimore Blend Battle Seven coming up wow. next month. Mm, okay. So I haven't decided if I'm gonna get it or not. Okay. It's still up in the air, but the last auditions is Sunday, so we'll see. A more days. All right. <laughs> you better, we'll see. You better stop playing. I know. <laughs> we'll better stop see. playing. You better come with it. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about DJing slappers and bangers. Like how talk to me about that event. I mean, when did it first originate? How did you get down with that event? Well, so, okay. So originally, okay. So my best friend, he lives in Pittsburgh and I was going to go up there to see him and actually go to the event. And one of the DJs that I met last year before Slappers and Bangers, um, he said that he was a DJ and I said, oh my gosh, we have to link up, blah, 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 blah. He was telling me about uh, Slappers and Bangers. Shout out, his name is Ari Cole. And, um, oh man, why am I blanking on the other DJ's name? I'm so sorry. Um, but Ari, or Ari Cole and Freak, the other DJ, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to leave him out because I just want to make sure it's two of them that founded that. So pretty much Slappers and Bangers is a party, like hip hop, strictly hip hop and R&B, trap music, whatever. Pretty much mainstream music for trap club, R&B. It's going to be a party. Like nothing else will be played besides trap, hip hop, R&B. Mm. So I reached out. So the day before I was supposed to go to Pittsburgh, 
I reached out to him and I was like, hey, you know, um, is there any way I can get on the set or whatever? He was like, ah, uh, Shay, you know, it might be kind of full this time, but we'll keep you in mind for next time. I said, all right, cool. I was still going to go up there anyway. So he was like, he sent me a message like hours later, like, hey, Shay, a spot open up. You want a DJ? Shay, yeah, count me in. Like, nah. So the day, like hours before I had a gig, it was seven hours, Reese. So I had to be in Pittsburgh for, yeah, I had to be in Pittsburgh by like 12. So Damn. the gig was over at eight. Okay. I didn't get home to like nine, had a pack, left my, left Baltimore at like 11, got to Pittsburgh to my friend's house at 2 a.m. Wow. Okay. Now you feel yeah, right. so oh, that... it was, it was a long day. It was a long day. <laughs> yo, sound like a long ass day, yo. <laughs> so... Got to sla- got to Pittsburgh, did slappers and bangers. Surprisingly, one of my blends went viral, low key viral. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which blend? Which blend? Um, so I pretty much blended uh, "Church Girl" by Beyonce with Kirk Franklin's um, "Revolution." Okay, okay. And then I ended up tweaking it and added um, "Down for My Niggas" mm-hmm. in it. I'll, I'll send you the you link too. It. Yes. Oh, you did. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I, I- no, I pop, I pop through, but nah, send me, send me everything. You know, I was checking you out, but send me everything. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So once I got on stage, you know, I was a little nervous, but shit. I mean, they was fucking with me. I still got the um my set, so I'm gonna have to send you my full set so you can hear it. Um, but yeah, like the whole event, me just get on there again, all networking, you know, and I'm even uh Ari Cole even reached out to me, DJ Ari Cole. He was like, he wants me to um headline for this festival in Pittsburgh, this beer festival mm. this summer. So might be on the lookout for that. So so since Slappers and Bangers, Slappers and Bangers like opened up many doors for me. Like I've met many different DJs, super like everybody that I fuck with out there now, you know, they ask about me all the time if I want to come out there and do events. It's obviously kind of hard too because I'm like, oh I can't just get up and go like i mean that's i could but it's like that's a that's a drive i, I could that's yo that drive reset. that's a drive yo i think i'm like five i'm like five and a half from pittsburgh i'm like i try to get in the radio over there i'm like nah <laughs> there's not much over there yo like it's not much in pittsburgh like I'm nah ain't for me the, the drive <laughs> is crazy it's crazy nah that's but dope yeah. well worth it though yeah but slappers and bangers i would highly recommend i think they have a couple a year so i'm gonna definitely you know keep everybody posted but if they can make it out there to pittsburgh it's a vibe and i say this because slappers and bangers was probably the first event in a long time where i felt like people were there just to appreciate the music nobody was really on their phones everybody's just vibing out like I don't know. It's just different. It's a it's a great vibe. That's how I can describe it. Like it's a great vibe. If you like music, because even now, you know, club scenes, people on their phone, you know, even nope. at parties, you know, nobody likes to listen to music, dance, or whatever. But times are getting weird, man. Like <laughs> shit getting we weird. Losing recipes, Reese. We losing recipes. I know, yo. It's <laughs> the world, man. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Do you feel any pressure being a dope ass female DJ? Hmm. I think the only pressure that I feel is coming from myself because sometimes, you know, I could feel I could I could I, I'm my own worst enemy. And I say that because my standards for myself are very high because I tend to, you know, criti- criticize myself more than anybody else. Mm. And, you know, the pressure is that. I want to be big so bad, you know, and and not to even compare myself to other women DJs or male DJs that are bigger than me, you know, not do that. Oh my God, well, I should do this. I just, I try not to even do that, but like criticize myself in the, in, on the sense that I need to be doing more. Like if I'm not doing anything, I need to get motivated. So then it's like, well, how can I get motivated or what's going to motivate me? So I, I, I that's the only pressure like coming from myself from other people I don't give a fuck that's a dope if you haven't heard me DJ <laughs> I let people I let people have their own opinions about me but if you haven't heard me DJ then you can't I mean you can't really say anything like you know so the only pressure I really feel is like you know from my own self for criticism <laughs> hmm. nah, that's dope okay yeah. 
What's some do's and don'ts while DJing for an artist? Do's and don'ts. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. Shout out to Joy Postel. She's an artist that I have DJed for. I still technically DJ for her. She's actually the first artist to ever put me on an event and DJ for her. She's based out of, she was from, she's from Baltimore. Um, she's based out of Baltimore currently. Um, she's an awesome artist. So make sure you guys look her up. Joy, J-O-Y, Postel, P-O-S-T-E-L-L. And CZ Baby. I actually just started DJing for her last year. She dropped a tape too. CZ, B-A-B-Y-Y. But anyways, to answer your question, I had to just shout them out. Um do make sure you got the set ready make sure you're prepared make sure you have all your cues up make sure you're you connected with the artist like hey this is what we're going to do um don't over talk the dj sometimes when i hear djs in live sets with artists and i hear them in the background i'm like damn i, I can't even hear the artist i'm, I'm listening to you right <laughs> like, like, like who show is this <laughs> like really um <laughs> do share the artist's music if mm -hmm. you if if you support the artist you're there you're not just there for a check because a lot of times matter of fact let me just say this i know i i'm, I'm when i get on top is i'm like going everywhere i'm sorry nah you good there should be more women djs dj for artists whether it's facts. male or female facts i feel like for women artists you should have a woman dj right Another do, make sure you keep the show going. Right. Because I've, I've um been to concerts where the DJ, like, I think it was an R&B concert, and the DJ was wet. Like, he was playing, like, I know it's an R&B concert, but it was, like, the R&B music that he was playing. It was, like, like, what are you playing? Like, play something everybody knows, but, like, he's playing some fucking beachside track. And everybody's looking around like, what are you doing? So you're going to open a set. Be creative. Right. Be creative. Hype up the crowd. Um, Let me see. Don't. Hmm. What's a don't? Hmm. Help me out, Reese. I'm trying to figure out a don't. And make sure, you, like, we should know it's it's not the DJ show. It's the artist show. Because I see that crap too much. And... It's like, yo, you got your, I feel like the DJ should know, like, yo, your time to shine is before the artists get on, and if you have time after. It's not during the artist set. Like, we should know that this is this guy or her or her set, not your set. And I feel like a right. lot of DJs have a problem with that, man. Even, I don't know if you've seen some of the Rolling Loud performances. Oh, That's yeah. where I watch the most. And some, you got... You got you got DJs that will be good, and then you have mm -hmm. DJs that won't be good behind the set. And then the sound, yo, sound effects. I figure, I mean, it's not important, <laughs> but like you gotta make sure, like you have something, something like something like yeah. people need it, yo. It's a it's a it's a different era. Like you 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 like I I, I started off. I was DJing with a four channel Gemini mixer. And I went to this little old ass Newmark mixer. No, nothing like you ain't hitting no effects. No, not even a filter. Like you wasn't being able to do any of that shit. Like right. the Newmark battle pack turntables. No, no effects. None of that shit. Now, right. yo, you got you gotta have it. You gotta got have it. It's a different yes. different generation. People, the way people are listening to things, even grabbing people's attention, has to be done differently. You know what's crazy now that Serato 3.0 is out, so I'm very curious to see if DJs will use like the um the effect the uh shoot the stems effect during artist performances, but that could be risky if you don't have the right laptop. If you don't have the right yeah. laptop, it could be risky. Absolutely, you don't want that thing crashing everything. <laughs> right specs, you know, nah, that that's serious right there. You got the right specs to be doing all that. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you, all right, so you ready to play a game called This or That? Ready. All right, let's get to it. DJ at Slappers and Bangers or DJ the Baltimore Blend Battle? Which one would you prefer if you had a choice? Uh, man, I'm going to say, damn, that's tough. Because I got to be careful with how I answer this don't make nobody mad. <laughs> right. I'm going to say 
I'm gonna say the blend battle. I'm gonna say the blend battle. Okay. okay. All right. DJ for Joy Pastel or ZZ Baby? Uh CZ, sorry. Um, I'ma say mm, again. Oh, that's I can't answer that because I am a DJ for both of them. I can't I can't choose. Now you can't both? make a choice. All right. Yeah. Be the fifth on that. All right. DJ a wedding or DJ a high level corporate event? Yeah, I'm gonna say the corporate event because as you know, weddings weddings is a long day. It's not <laughs> just a six hour wedding. Nope. That's a, that's almost an eight to nine hour work day. Nah, that's so, a true. I'ma say, I'ma say DJ the corporate event. Okay. Baltimore Club or Go Go Music? Mm, Baltimore Club. Okay. Sorry, Go Go. <laughs> <laughs> I would have chose that too, yeah. <laughs> Give me some facts about Baltimore that people don't know. Wow. So, well, one major fact is that Baltimore is an artsy city. A lot of people overlook that. I know that may not be a big fact, but it is a big fact. There's a lot of um different artists and, uh, you know, celebrities that have come out of here that sing. Obviously, um, Mario, uh, Drew Hill um, have come out of here. So a lot of big artists that actually came out of here and even freaking Jay-Z mentions Baltimore in his rap. So um, I figured that we are significant that way. Um, Baltimore is uh, actually the Star Spangled Banner. We have a, a monument here at, um, shoot, what is it called? Um, oh my gosh. I, I, I forget what the monument is called, but the Star Spangled Banner is here in downtown in our harbor. You can read about how it was created. Um, I'm trying to think. We have the best crab cakes ever. I'm letting you know that, Reese. <laughs> not, I know they say Maryland, but no, it's Baltimore. No, anything okay. outside, anything outside of Baltimore? <laughs> nope. Nah, yeah. It's a no um, go. <laughs> it's a no go. It's a no go. Um, recently, so the CIAA is actually here. Mm, um, okay. So it just, okay. all right, you yeah. guys close. I got, I got to pull up. I, I was like, I ain't going to Charlotte, but. Yo, definitely. So we actually have a contract. I'm not sure if it's four or five years, but so last year was the first year. So CIAA this year is going to be crazy. It's, it's about to be crazy. So um, if you can make it down here, definitely pull up. There's going to be a lot of events. So definitely hit me up um, to, uh, if you want to come out, see me DJ and pull up. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Um, Baltimore versus everybody. Baltimore DJs versus everybody. That's a fact. I that's a fact. You. I'm sorry. I'm stamping it. <laughs> I like that. That's a fact. I like that. Y'all gotta have an event. Yo, it's something. I like that's an event right there. Baltimore Check. DJs versus everybody. That's yeah. An event. That's an event. That's a t-shirt. That's a hoodie. That's everything right there. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Let right. me ask you a question. Yeah. So where where are you originally from? All right. So <laughs> all right. South Jersey, Nigerian descent, first generation though, but Igbo, Nigerian American, but uh Man, I live like all over New York, Mexico, uh, New Orleans, but I was DJing out there though. It wasn't like I was just like living to just like, oh, I'm gonna move here or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, so Jersey Club or Baltimore Club? Damn. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man. I'm sorry, Jersey. I know y'all gonna be bad. I'm sorry. I go with Baltimore because I feel like Jersey just ripped it. I'm one of those. Like, I just keep it real. I feel like Jersey ripped it off. They expanded it, but you got to give credit where it started, where it's due. And I'll be honest, I I don't know. It's something because I went to school in North Jersey. So, like, you know, North heavy. I don't know. It's something I, 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 I liked it at first, but I don't know. It's something about it. I just I can't really. I, I'm all the way Baltimore. Like, right. That's well, what, we appreciate. That's I, was, I got acquainted to it through Baltimore. It wasn't through Jersey. So I just got to keep it real. Like, for me. Right. I, K Swift, like I wasn't, I wasn't listening with the like. I keep it real, like I can't lie about that. And people hate when I say that, but like it's Baltimore, man. Like Jersey just remixed it. They not the, they not the original originators of any any of it, you know. Shout out to Swift, but what I will say about Jersey Club because they've been able to keep it alive. Yeah. For for many many years, you know, Baltimore Club is Baltimore Club is is slowly growing back into what it used to be, like. You couldn't tell me as a kid, like, 
whenever I would get out of school or go to summer camp, 92Q, all you heard was Baltimore Club in the morning time, pretty much every day, all day. Mm. <laughs> like, was, yo, yo, my teen years, everything. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> it meant everything. Like, I don't think people understand it. it everything. Even right. like, I went to Felician College and I went to Montclair State. Even when I was at Montclair, before the whole Jersey club started taking over, yo, it's Baltimore yeah. club. Every, that's that's why I know. So to me, it's like you know, Jersey club is cool, but you know, it's just a remake. You know, it's just the ripoff version. It's cool though; they expanded it, but you you got right. proper credit where it's due and where it came from. You know, got to, got to. Very important. You know, a lot of people act like a lot of people will act like they're the originators of certain things, and it's like, nah, people been doing that way before. Like, it wasn't so you. You hit, and this is from 90s. This is from 90s. Right. right. 90s. Like, come on now. Like, don't tell a young person that, though. They won't, they won't believe <laughs> the world. Like, I don't know. I'm like, you really think Jersey, like, invented this? Like, think, like, the sound, it's not even a Jersey type of sound. Like, right. Like, right. Like, make it's it not. make sense. <laughs> like, yeah. So, what's your mentality like going into every gig? You know, because now that I have, I would say, grown into a mature DJ because when I started DJing, I was in, I was in college. So I had the mentality that, oh, I got to be the best. I got to be one. I am the best. I didn't say it, but I just had that, that, that type of mentality. Like, oh, these things can't fuck with me. I'm the best. Right. Like, but <laughs> now you understand that. Sometimes it's not, it's not about you all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's about the gig as a whole. If I'm at a wedding, it's not about me. There are DJs out there that they have to dance and do all this extra stuff. It's not about you. It's about the wedding. It is. You yeah. have corporate events <laughs> and you have corporate events where DJs do the same thing, doing too fucking much. You're there. <laughs> To play your part. I'm serious, Rick. So that's all laughing. I know some DJs that be break dancing. I'm dead ass serious. Like they a whole show. I'm like, okay. I mean, it looks looks cool, but I'm like, maybe you don't. Maybe you doing too much. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, to to each their own. You know, if that's how they do it, all power to them. But the mentality is that you know, it's not all all about you, but to show that your love for music. Because if people see that I enjoy what I do then that's all the love I need because if they see how I'm enjoying myself, that's how you know the party's lit. Absolutely. If they, if they don't have to come up to me, ask me no questions. If I see people enjoying themselves, so I'm coming in like, hey, we're just going to have a good time. I'm going to show them what, I, what I'm what i made of, what I can do, because that's pretty much it. Show up, show out, call today, and, and build your clientele. Especially like with corporate events too, like, Show up, show out, show them what you can do. Slappers and bangers, same thing. Niggas were flabbergasted, let me tell you. And I don't even toot my, I'm not toot my own horn. But let me tell you, people were shocked because they never seen women DJs like do that. Like, I think people realize like, yo, it's, it's not male and female. Like, yo, they get busy, period. Like, yeah. there's, there's, yo, like there's female DJs Shit, shitting on male DJs like I, I, I feel like some people really feel there's a, like a difference and like to me it's like nah we just, we all DJs we community we it's family. the pop it's the politics you know but that's a, that's another story for yeah, another we, yeah we be here all <laughs> literally <laughs> all day, it's, the, <laughs> it's the politics you know and I never say that I I mean I know a lot of DJs out here that would do anything and I mean anything to get on and I'm just not that type of DJ. But, you know, as long as I know that people will respect me after an event that I do and they're like, wow, you know, Shay really can rock a party. She can do this. She can do this. And that's all I need. But sometimes and I was even thinking this the other day, sometimes I would rather people give respect than rather mm -hmm. them say, oh, well, you need to earn my respect. I remember having a DJ say, oh, yeah, Shay. Well, I, I never heard Shay DJ. So until I do that, she got to earn my respect. I want to say, nigga, who are you? Yeah, who are you, right? <laughs> You're local. We're, we're in the same boat right now. <laughs> like, who are you? Like, who are you? Like, so, but yeah. Earn I, my respect. Like, yeah. yeah. What do you, you think you're a gatekeeper or something? Like, <laughs> and even if no. you think you are, like, I just think people take it like, 
way too far, yo. Like, like at the end of the day, like there's different levels of DJs. There's, I mean, I wouldn't consider a karaoke DJ on the same level as someone DJing clubs, corporates, even when if they're strictly doing like I know guys that are strictly just doing karaoke. They don't know how right. to like they don't right. know how to mix at all. They can't even scratch to say they life. Like they can't right. do patterns or nothing. Right. I still have respect for them because at the end of the day, they're still doing a skill. You know, I'm not familiar with that skill. I've done I've done like maybe like one or two karaoke events and I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. Like I, I like the DJ. Like this ain't for right. Me. But right. some people really think like, yo, I'm all the way up here. And it's like, bruh, we all DJs, like we we are truly blessed to play music for a living. Like a lot yeah. of people can't say they do that. And a lot of people will do their job and yo, a lot of people like go to work, they hate that shit every day. We right. have to play music. Like, right. I don't think a lot of people think about that and put that in perspective. Like you're getting paid to play music. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. I think like I'm glad you brought up karaoke DJs because I mean I respect I, I will say I respect any DJ. You know, when people come up to me and they're like, Oh my God, I'm a DJ too. I'm like, oh all right, respect. Like I'm not gonna say, right. Oh, well, you're you're bad. I've never heard you DJ, so I can't even make a judgment either way until I actually hear you DJ. But I'm gonna give you respect off rip and say, Oh wow, that's really cool. Like some some DJs like, Yeah, I'm a KJ or I'm a wedding DJ or I'm a corporate DJ. Like, respect. Absolutely. Respect. So you never know who you meet. Like I, some people, because I I'm pretty sure you in a I'm pretty sure you in mad DJ groups on Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. Clubhouse. I'll be in them groups, seeing some of the messages that some of these nut ass DJs write. Like, oh, somebody came up to me said they was a DJ. I was like, so what? I'm like, what? That's how you interact with people, bro. You you twisted. Like something's wrong with you. That's not how right. you talk to people. That's not even how you network. Like. You're right. Like you blowing an opportunity you don't even know, like possibly. Like a you lot of knows who. <laughs> a lot of DJs feel like that because they've already reached a certain caliber, like that's it. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm an OG DJ. I've been DJing for 30 years. Mind you, some DJs that say they've been DJing for 30 years, well, it really doesn't sound like it. Like, right. let me <laughs> I mean, no shade, no. Nah, you yo, talk that shit. Cause you yo, for real. Y'all like, niggas is washed up and y'all gotta keep it real. <laughs> and you you're not getting booked. No, no one cares about what was being played in the clubs in the 90s or how it looked. It's 2023. Yes. Like, don't nobody nobody cares. Like, so for you to say that you have a passion about something, that means when you have a passion, you're gonna never stop doing it. Right. You and it's so crazy because I was watching a video from about I think it was probably like 2006 2007 and i was watching making the band i don't know Ooh, if you ever okay. seen that show yeah i remember when they so, walked that cheesecake i went to grad school at LIU <laughs> brooklyn campus I that was like historical for me when i would walk past i'm like damn the band walked past this shit like <laughs> yeah one one of the episodes had um they were performing and diddy had said something like oh bring it back be nice so i'm thinking oh shit like yo d nice been djing for that long like he's Forever. been involved he's and mind you, this guy DJs all day long. Respect. Yeah. So that's somebody like he old back in the day. Yeah. Oh, my, my name, name is D Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I so I always knew he was a DJ. I just was like, okay, like I didn't I, I, I guess like for me, I guess the pandemic, I always knew he was a DJ. I didn't know he was like active like that. Right. The pandemic, I, I was like, oh shit, I didn't know he like I didn't I didn't know, but yo. That's a dude that took advantage of a great, not to say I'm pretty sure he was already getting booked for dope shit. I think he was, I know he was mentoring someone as a DJ too as well, but I feel like he took advantage of a perfect opportunity. Like he yeah. really took advantage of it and, oh, he's really like, he's, he's really cashing in on that opportunity. If we can give awards for pandemic, um, like taking advantage and mind you, the pandemic was not a good thing nor a bad thing. I can't even yeah. say I don't know what to say about the pandemic, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> like a person that took advantage and pretty much like tripled his brand, even quadrupled his brand. Mm -hmm. D nice. Yeah. Niggas hating on D nice. I'm like, yo, like yeah. the, the yeah. guy is everywhere. Yeah. But he, you could tell he has a passion for music, not just DJing. Cause he is an artist. DJ, yeah. Writer. He released a song or album. 
like crazy. Super dope, and I I love it, man. Cause like I would have thought he was. I don't know. I would have thought he was like, like, what is, what is he doing? But like, and it, and it goes to show you because there's so many, like, there's a guy, um, he worked on, I know he worked on like Nas's like first couple albums, uh, Lars Professor, Lars P. Okay. But yeah. yo, I, I was a fan of main source. Like I, so main source out al- first album, breaking Adams that got me actually into DJing. It was a song called scratch and cut. They is literally two DJs is scratching and cutting. That's, that's what the song is. Just scratching and cutting on a beat. So that shit really got me into DJing. Like, that in the movie Juice. Like, right. that got me, me into DJing. But I didn't know this guy, like, I, I sometimes, I, it's weird. I'll, I'll go check his IG. And I didn't know he still be DJing. Like, and he still be DJing with the vinyl. I thought yeah. this pro was just chilling somewhere. But people really have a love and passion for this music, love and passion for DJing. And it actually really shows, you know? Yeah. And the ones that love music... You'll see them more when they get older. Even some of my OGs that are here, they've been DJing 30 plus years still, mm. still DJing. Not, they may not even be booked, but you could tell the ones that still been been DJing and, you know, they still have a love for music. So, uh-huh. still got- Absolutely. What's the biggest lesson you learned from DJing? Mm. Oh, wow. Tough question. Um... I think we touched on it earlier, you know, it's not all about the money, but it, it's the value. So I, I'll, I'll say that again. It's not all about the money. It's about the value and what you're going to bring to the table. One of my, one of my good friends, uh, DJ Supreme, shout out Prem. I remember one day we were having a conversation and um, we were just talking, just talking DJ talk or whatever. And he was like, you know, Shay, it's never about who's going to be there. It's about what you want to bring. That's true. So, you know, I did, I did this, this brunch, it was called girls need brunch um, for this promotion team. And they have never seen me or heard me DJ really. And after I finished DJing, they were like, wow, what the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> so, again, you'll never, you never know who's going to be in the room. It, it shouldn't even matter who's going to be in the room. Yeah. It's about going to bring to the event. And, and and don't be so caught up in, oh my God, I'm, I'm DJing full time. I need this money. The money will come. Right. If you really, if you really a DJ and you say, oh, why well, I love music, it's not about the money, then yo, the money will come. The gigs will come. It's all about the value. It's all of, always going to be about the value of what you bring. Nah, that's facts, man. And that's just not even DJing. That's professionalism, how you carry yourself at gigs, how, how you treat your clients how you communicate, how you build your brand, pretty much. Like, it's, it's all about the value. So if, you, if you're putting more value into your brand as a DJ, and actually your your personality, too, because not everybody's going to hire an asshole DJ. Like, if you are an asshole person, nobody's not going to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's going to fuck with you. You could be nice as hell, but if you don't know how to talk to people, you're going to be nasty. Yeah. Yes. I was yes. in the crib and DJ, man, <laughs> like for real. Yes. That's what a lot of these, some of these DJs need to understand that. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yes, they, especially the younger ones, you know, but I think <laughs> some of these, some of these younger DJs and TikTok DJs, and I say TikTok DJs because you already know, we don't have to get into it. Now <laughs> <laughs> nah, you talk some real shit. <laughs> they, they are only here for a moment, while mm-hmm. other DJs, we're here for a lifetime. Nah, you and we're, we're, trust me, we'll we'll see. Like you know, it's gonna be five years down the road. You know, a lot of these people gonna be selling their gear, yo. Cause tr- I bought so many, yo. I bought so much shit from uh, DJs in New York that like either quit or you know, three years into it, they wasn't really feeling it. I'm like, yo, bring bring that equipment over here. Bring that shit over here. Yeah. I got I buy it off you. Yep. Half my record collection is off of people who just gave up and quit. Like like. They gave up and quit. Really? Yeah, gave up quit completely and like free. I think I only, I probably only bought maybe like twenty five records in my lifetime. I have over a thousand records. The rest of them are free. Like oh, wow. Craigslist, yo, back in like 2013, Like yeah, I was on the hunt. Like I, I was getting everybody. Like yo, you don't want that mixer? All right, bring that shit over here. Like I was getting everybody shit. Like just taking it. See now I gotta start mine. I gotta start my little creek creep. Cre- crate collection now because i know a, a ton of djs with like if you see their their twitch live they had all the records behind them like thousands yeah. of 
Nah, facts. So how can people find you? Uh, you guys can follow me at DJ S-H-A-Y underscore DJ Shay underscore Facebook. On, I mean, on Instagram, DJ Shay underscore Facebook.com slash DJ S-H-A-Y-Y. Um, I'm also on SoundCloud, DJ Shay underscore. Also on MixCloud, DJ Shay underscore. And pretty much uh, bookdjshay.com. Yes, ladies and gents, y'all heard that. Y'all know how y'all can get in touch with DJ Shay. DJ Shay, I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast. Today's special guest, the blend goddess, DJ <laughs> Shay. DJ Shay, much love. I appreciate you. Thanks, Risa. I appreciate you. <laughs>